Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Lana McCool. <laughs> you can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lana, what's going on, sir? You know, the, the drama over me being promoted to co-host, uh, it, it didn't ring quite as uh, uh, as well on Twitter because apparently all the drama that's happening uh, in Dallas-based sports media is involved in the Mavericks. Jeez, so, so for the first time <laughs> in history, the, the Cowboys uh, are skating by uh, while watching uh, uh, another DFW Metroplex uh, organization kind of uh, get uh, – Lamb blasted for uh, yeah. bad mismanagement, right? Yeah, it's it's nice to, to see a different Dallas owner meddling in stuff he probably shouldn't meddle in, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. We're we're gonna try to provide a relief from basketball talk yes. and talk about the Dallas Cowboys today, and we're gonna talk about something that also doesn't matter: running backs, Landon. Uh, oh let's go. wow, wow, that's a segue. That is a segue. Uh, that's a segue. Uh, yes, we're gonna we're gonna preview the Cowboys running backs heading into training camp. And let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. It's hard to believe, Landon, but we are entering year six of the Ezekiel Elliott experience in Dallas. Um, Last year, arguably the worst year of his career, he had 979 rushing yards. Uh, He averaged 4.0 yards per carry. What are we expecting from Zeke in 2021? Well, I think everybody is is predicting a a resurgence. I mean, and I think it's based on kind of, you know, all the elements that – uh, uh, that make that make a running back not matter, I guess, right? It's like the the return of the health of the offensive line. Um, you know, I think having Dak back as well is also going to help Zeke not have to be the con, you know con, main focal point of the offense and not have to be uh, uh, kind of the driving force necessarily by himself. Um, and and I think that you know for what we've seen in his offseason training and that sort of thing, he looks to be in, in incredible shape. And again, we absolutely we keep, true. We keep bringing this up, but last year he had COVID. You know, it's it, we it, it's so it's still kind of weird that we just kind of blew past that whole thing because he showed up to camp and he played football. But uh, you know, every single player, uh, every single athlete, it seems like that had you know COVID yes, seemed to have yes, some yes. kind of like lingering effects. Uh, so, so it's I think it stands to reason that that Zeke had those as well. So, uh, you know, based on what we're hearing from um, many camp practices, from OTA practices, based on what we're seeing on some of his uh, social media posts on his training that he's been doing with the with the running back coach, positional coach, in, I think in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like he's in incredible shape. He looks quicker than he has in years. It, it looks more like, and I think some people have commented on this well uh, as well it looks more like that he has shaped his body to fit the kind of offense that we're going to be running uh with kellen moore and, and, and mike mccarthy you know as opposed to being kind of just this you know workhorse you know Clydesdale type run you know run through you type he's 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 lost he's slimmed down a little bit he's yes. worked on his footwork yes. he looks a little bit quicker and shiftier uh and i think that's going to serve him well uh next season all right, so 
trying to be very delicate with all this because I know oh, I know boy. there's people that think I hate Zeke, and that's not the case at all. Um, the yards per carry drop that we saw last year, and actually it's been a pretty steady decline since his rookie year. In 2016, he averaged 5.1. 2017 was a weird year. 2018, 4.7. 2019, 4.5. 2020, 4.0. Now, you could make the case that he's just declining as a player, and that's why the yards per carry is dropping. I don't actually believe that to be the case. The offensive line has really declined, and that's that's the biggest reason why I think we've seen a less efficient player. That's actually not where my concern is at. It's in the other parts of the game that he can control. The fumbles are a problem, Landon. Like, there's way too many fumbles, and we saw it again last year. Six fumbles. He did clear it up at the end of the year. And then the drops. He had. Do you know he had eight drops last year, according to Pro Football Reference? It was just far too many. Two of the drops – uh, ended up getting deflected into the air for interceptions. So I feel like even if he doesn't improve the yards per carry, if he can cut back on the fumbles and the drops, that itself will give the Cowboys a more efficient player. So what are you I mean, what do you think about where he can improve? Yeah, I mean, look, I think one one of the things, the under discussed things that that about last season, because there was just so many things about last season. Um, was the, the the terrible, terrible rash of fumbles that the team suffered. Zeke obviously being the huge part of that, mm-hmm. but but Dak as well. If you remember, like Dak had several fumbles uh, in the earlier games of, of the season, yeah, and, and, and part Pollard. of that, Pollard yeah, as well as Pollard, it was it yeah. was it was an epidemic on the team. Yeah, uh, and 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 really, it was part of the reason that. Uh, the Cowboys were not able to kind of, despite putting up a ton of different, a ton of yards, uh, they struggled to score points early in games and 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 to kind of take that early lead, which really kept a lot of teams in games, which led to some of the exciting finishes that we saw with Dak. But that's not how you want to win these games. No, so no. yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that Zeke has got to find a way to clean that up. Um, you know, I think the good thing here is, as you mentioned, is that it seemed to come in a cluster. You know, it's like a lot of those fumbles all came right in the first like four games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, most of them. And actually, this has been a trend for it with him before. Like he has these spells where it's a couple fumbles in the, you know, a couple weeks and then he goes 10 games without having one. I I don't know if it's a mental thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's something he definitely has to work on. And, and to be honest, and the drops know. are more concerning to me, honestly, yeah, because I, I feel I like, mean, I feel like his hands have gotten worse over the last couple of years. Like he has 12 drops over the last two years. And a lot of those drops aren't the coming. Concentration. When, the, the concentration well, that, that, but it's also not like they're happening when there's a lot of contact. They're just like on no, swing no. routes and all that kind of stuff. And, Last year, there was a couple drops that were just an absolute killer. Like, if he just catches these passes, he gets easy first downs and the team converts. That's that's my bigger concern. Yeah, and, and that's legitimate. And I think, you know, I don't think that Zeke – I think Zeke has good hands. I, I think this is a case of, like I said, Zeke, you know, especially when you're a running back, you're getting an outlet pass. You're thinking about what's the next move I need to make when yes. I get the yeah. football to get – you know, and and – that's where you see these concentration drops a lot is when you are wide open. Right. And, and you're now you've, you've moved your mind past the the initial seeing the ball into your Mm -hmm. hands and into your body. And now you're thinking about what, what you're going to do. Like you already have the ball and you forget what you should have your focus on. Um, You know, and that happens a lot in those situations where it's third and three, right. And everything's covered downfield and Zeke has got, 
wide open outlet to, to make an easy first down and then you drop the ball and then that it's 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 the end of a drive it's stuff like that that, that has to stop and, and, and yeah. i think you, you hope that with you hope a lot of this stuff gets kind of put back into his head by how terrible last season was right yeah. like the the, the how awful last season was it, it feels like and you're hoping that this uh, kind of renewed commitment to uh, off-season workout is a uh, a sign of this kind of recommitment by Zeke saying, "Hey, I had a terrible year last year. I have to be better. Uh, this team relies on me. You know, no matter what my role is, no matter what my split is uh, between him and Pollard, no matter how this plays out, this team relies on me. So I need to at least do the little stuff right, or you know, obviously the Cowboys are going to have problems." All right, let's uh, let's predict Zeke's stats this year. I'm gonna assume he probably plays, let's say, 16 games. There'll probably be a game where he's, you know, they rest him or he's a little banged up. So 16 games. Do we see a, do we see like a 1,200 yard rushing season like we saw, uh, you know, just a couple years ago? Do we see him get back to the 13, 1,400 yard range? What do you envision? Well, I mean, I think it all depends on how you feel about this team, right? Like um, that's a very good point, right? I think I think you know if the team is good, you know thirteen hundred yards could be done. I think twelve hundred yards is is not unrealistic at all in sixteen games. Um, you know if the Cowboys are finding ways to put these games away early and then let Zeke you know take a ton of carries late in the game, uh, I very well could see him having you know thirteen potentially fourteen hundred yards. Yeah. You know just if, if he's closing out a ton of games. Uh, you know, obviously that's not a, me- a great measure of, of his success no. No. as a player necessarily, but it is a, a measure of how, you know, it, uh, how much opportunity he gets to, yes. to kind of, you know, kill games like that. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and NHL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lena, let's talk about the best backup running back in the NFL, Tony Pollard. Um, what are you expecting from Pollard entering year three? Like, are we going to see him more in the slot? Do we expect his touches to go up? What, what are you envisioning happening? You know, I, I'm interested to see that too, because I, I do wonder, um, I, I do anticipate his, his touches kind of going up in the general sense of uh, what we expect the mix between Pollard and Zeke to, to be, right? Especially like compared to where we were last year going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Pollard obviously has proven time and time again to be a very efficient running back and, 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 and very uh, valuable player uh, on, on limited touches and, and as we've seen in some increasing touch situations. So I, I don't anticipate uh, him going back to kind of the previous role he had had, let's say, in 2019, right? I think it's going to be more than that. Um, you know, they, they tell us, and, they, and, and again, we've said this, they, they, they tell us that, you know, the Pollard getting snaps at, at, at slot wide receiver is is due to, you know, wide receiver injury or sickness, or that sort of thing. And, and obviously that very well likely is true. I do wonder, though, like 
is part of the plan to, um, you know, much, much like, you know, you much in the sense that you know that you have 12 personnel, that you have two solid tight ends that, you know, if you want to get uh, uh, rotate in some other uh, personnel groups to give some of your wide receivers a rest, that, you know, 12 personnel is going to be a good personnel for you because you feel like you were solid with two tight ends. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if 20 personnel is also like that, right? Where uh, you're going to see Pollard and Zeke out there together. Um, and, you know, Pollard being who he is, he's being a very useful, you know, uh, player that can kind of line up all over the place you, you get everybody in the huddle and then you kind of you know spread everybody out and see mm-hmm. how they react and then potentially you know have a package of plays to run depending on how the defense lines up versus uh, uh, that personnel group so I, I do think that there will be more um not just like you know a series of, of times that, that Pollard will get snaps, but also times when we'll see both of them on the field at the same time. I do hope that we also continue to see Pollard being used in other multiple ways to get him the ball, uh, because you know I think again, it's like when you talk about personnel and who you want to deploy. Who would you rather have out there? Would you rather, if, if it's time to give uh, CeeDee Lamb or Cooper a breather, would you rather have a three wide receiver set with Cedric Wilson? Or would you rather have 20 personnel with right. Tony Pollard and Pollard can either line up in the slot or kind of do whatever you need the and, and go both. from there? Both, right? Well, you want to use both. You, yeah, honestly, yeah. you, you want to have as many different personnel groupings that you feel good about because it, yeah. you never know when you're going to need them and you never know which opponent it might work the best against. Um, and with it, and with injuries too, like let's say one of those guys gets hurt. Yes. Now suddenly you need to rely – you do need to rely on both yes. of them, right? Just yes. in order to fill up all the different snaps that you're going to need in the game. So uh, I do think that there is – uh, a utility uh, to Pollard that will help him get on the field in a variety of different ways. Uh, we've talked about that before, but I'm hoping that that will be even more availed this year uh, as they've seen that, you know, Pollard is dynamite with the ball in his hands. Uh, let's talk about where Tony Pollard can improve. Um, I got a couple of areas. One, just like Zeke, he, need, he needs to cut down on the drops. He had 40 targets last year. He had four drops, uh, a 10% drop percentage, uh, not ideal, especially when a lot of those, again, are coming behind the line of scrimmage at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I just don't ever think he's going to be like this great inside the tackle runner, but that's, that's okay. It's just not his game, but any other spots you think he can improve? Yeah, I mean, kind of along the lines of inside running, I, I think he needs to be careful when getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage and, and making sure that he's uh, finding a way to use that elusiveness to at least remove negative gains from his game. You mm-hmm. know, uh, because I think that's what happens with a lot of these kind of uh, boomer bust type backs, right? Is that uh, they are what. The, Zeke is really good at making sure he doesn't get a negative, a, t- a tackle for loss. You know, at the very least, Zeke will probably get a zero yard gain or a one yard gain, or he'll produce a zero yard gain or a one yard gain out of what should have been a negative four yard loss, right? Pollard, that's the one thing with Pollard, I think that he can just clean up a little bit is when he gets pressure right away as, when he gets the ball how does he deal with it and i think that will make him a better inside runner uh but you know hopefully the cowboys aren't having to to use him in that way a lot i think you know the usage should be to try to get him on the outside wide zone uh power to the outside you know, and then screens and, and and that sort of thing and getting the ball out in space yeah i mean i don't have the exact percentage on top of my you know on top of my head but there was a lot of a lot of carries that went for negative or zero yards. And again, 
that's not always the running back fault because no, 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 no. My gosh, no. the back, the offensive line was awful last year. However, Absolutely. there were, I think I can think of the top of my head, like six or seven ones where, yeah, he probably just needs to take the, the, the one yard gain rather than having a two yard loss. Now he does make up for it because there's a couple of runs that he's yeah. had through the season where, Hey, this should be a one yard loss. And he turns it into a 40 yard gain. That's just kind of the player he is. If he can be a tad more consistent, knowing when to pick his spots, I, I was kind of joking about him being the best backup running back in the league. But if he can get even ten percent better there, I, I do think he has a chance to do that, right? Like I don't think Absolutely. he's that far away from being a Kareem Hunt level of backup running back. I really don't. Absolutely. I mean, I think that you know when you look at what, what you said is right. When you look at the, at the grand scheme of things, his his. Tackle for losses, his his tackles behind the line of scrimmage, they kind of come out in the wash, right? Because yes, he, yes. he creates so many big plays. But on a per game, per situation basis, you know, a lot of those times they were very big plays and they end up being drive killers or what's not. So it is important that he cleans that up. But I, I do agree. I think he can. That, That's a good thing. Yeah, if, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the thing is, it, if he can do that, we're talking about a pretty special running back because there's just yeah. not a lot of guys that in space are as good you know as he is and then on top of that has the speed the home run speed right like he has legitimate four three speed clean up that little part of the game continue to cut back on the drops uh, get better in pass protection there's absolutely no reason he can't be a starting running back in the nfl sooner rather than later uh before we move on to the other guys on this team what do you think is the ideal like snap split between these guys because they are going to both be on the field a lot, but is it like 65, 35? Is it 70, 30 Zeke? What would you like to see it be? Man, it's, it, I swear that the, those were the percentages that we were talking about like mid season too, right? Like it feels like the 65, 35%, you know, kind of split the, the 70, 30 split somewhere in between there. Can, can I read like, you? Can I read you what his splits were like throughout the season? Like starting yeah. in week four, because that's when the season kind of really started getting kicked off. 27, 23, 36, 33, 22, 32, 32, 36, 39, 37. He had the start where he had 90%, 47, 41. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of slowly tailed off there. I almost think that it's almost feels like that percentage should go the opposite direction in season, right? Like maybe you give Pollard more and more of an even split early on in the season. Hmm. And then by the end of the season, you're using Zeke as a hammer in, in, you know, uh, a, a fresher Zeke than it, you're used to as a I hammer later would, in the season. I think they should go the, the opposite way. You think so? I think Zeke is fresher in the season. I would rather have, I think I'd rather have Pollard get more touches as the end of the year comes around and defenses are just slower to react because they're worn Maybe. down. We, I mean, we've seen this from Pollard before. Like at the end of the year, he starts to get really, really hot. I think early on in the year, 30% seems about right. But when we get closer to November, December, that's when I'd like to see it you know, kind of creep up to 40%. That's when I think the Cowboys would be at their best. See, I view it as like the playing style that changes throughout the season, and I think that that suits Zeke better. And that, that's why I would I would say Pollard early, but 
you know, we'll, we'll see what yeah. works out best. Right. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys that Built, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 10% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Also want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Lena, let's talk about the other running backs on this team. Uh, is there anybody that excites you at all? And who is the RB3 for this team? I mean, first of all, it's pretty insulting that we've gone this far without having the uh, Seo Olano Lulu versus Nick Ralston debate at fullback. So, uh, I mean, so we fair. definitely had to have that at some point. I thought point. we were just going to say that for a separate show. Just the oh, that seems, fullback fair. Preview. that seems fair. <laughs> Look, I thought that Rico Dowdle, when he got opportunities to touch the ball, when we saw him carry the ball, uh, even saw him on a couple kick returns, if I remember correctly. He looks explosive. He looks like a guy who uh, uh, is uh, kind of a lightning in a bottle sort of character. He's mm-hmm. a little bit compact, but he has such great explosiveness and speed um, that I, I like him a lot as a third running back. I, I, I think he showed you a little bit in special teams uh, last year, um, you know, at least as a kick returner. Um, I do wonder if he might be a little bit undersized for, for coverage units, which you, you kind of need a running yeah, back who like can run in coverage 15. units. Yeah. yeah. He's like five, five, 10, maybe five, 11. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you worry about that, but, but I do think that as far as, you know, if he had to get into the game and take carries, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be terrified, you know? Um, and, and then, you know, you've got the Tiffin kids, you, uh, what's, uh, Jaquan and what's his name? I'm, I'm I completely uh, Jaquan Hardy. Jaquan Hardy. That's right. He's he's yep. I re- like we talked about. We I really yep. like this tape. Yep. Uh, it was against a bunch of accountants uh, and, and uh, you know <laughs> lawyers. Future podcasters. <laughs> yeah, the future podcast. Probably guys are going to take our jobs then eventually. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but I think that you know he has something there. It'll be interesting. He'll get a ton of opportunity when it yeah. comes to uh, training camp oh, yeah. time. And then you know I think. We really do got to talk about uh, Seo Alana Lulu, Alana Lua, and yeah, uh, yeah. and Nick Ralston, and uh, because I do think that both of them um, are fullbacks by name, but mm-hmm. I think that they both can uh, be guys who, if you need to, can carry the football. Uh, they both will be, uh, you know, if they make the team, special teams players, big time. Um, and, you know, I think there is still some use for a fullback, a, a couple of snaps a game, a couple of snaps a season uh, that, you know, and, and, and we see McCarthy get good use out of a fullback before. And John Kuhn was, was, a, was a valuable player for him at Green Bay. And I think uh, that kind of player can be uh, deployed properly, it can be a difficult mismatch player, depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm still curious to see if they carry a – fullback on this roster because with Dalton Schultz getting 
significantly better last year. They brought in, uh, oh man, now the 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 tight end slipping my mind. I'll Jeremy Pinkston. Uh, no, Jer- uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. Sean McEwen. Uh, Nick Eubanks, who they signed from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sure they're going to have a spot on the roster for a fullback. The third running back job is interesting because there's not a lot of proven guys there. So if Zeke were to go down for an extended period of time, my guess is, Landon, they wouldn't, probably they probably good. wouldn't rely on Hardy or, or Rico. They would probably go out and get a veteran. Yeah, I agree. But like, as we've been mentioning the last couple of shows, there's no rush to go out and sign a Todd Gurley or a Duke Johnson or a Devontae Freeman right now. There's there's just no there's no reason to do it. If they need one of those guys, they'll go be somewhere. available, uh, yeah. and I think they'll be okay. Uh, any any but, final thoughts on this running back position? Everybody runs the same run schemes. You know, every yeah. every running back that's in the NFL knows how to run wide zone, knows how to run inside zone, knows how to They're run power. Same, yeah. They're all the same. So you don't I need to I, bring I, those guys. running backs are all the same, right? They they run all the same schemes and uh, they uh, and look to to your credit to your point everyone that's on the street at this point is the same you know so yeah, signing yeah. one and, and trying to protect one so that you know you, you have them when you need them is pointless because the guy that you get at the end of training camp is going to be the exact same guy that you get now I will concede that point for sure that unspecial running backs are definitely don't make a difference so I, I really missed the opportunity to have my running backs don't matter mug on this show it's uh it's uh, it's a missed opportunity by me it is. Oh, wow. I'll try to be better next time uh, that I, is I, I'll, I'll have my believe one to be honest counteract each other uh Overall, pretty good running back core for the Cowboys. I think if one of those guys at the end of the roster can break out or have a big training camp in preseason, wouldn't be surprised if uh, they catch on to the roster. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can download and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McColeBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.